Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hello everybody and welcome back to another mini-sode. I'm Nat and to celebrate the last day of Pride Month, I'm going to give a brief overview of the extraordinary life of Roberta Cowell, a British race car driver and World War II fighter pilot who was also the first known person in Britain to undergo sex reassignment surgery in order to have her gender reassigned from male to female. Roberta Elizabeth Marshall Cowell was born on April 8, 1918, in Croydon, England. Her father was a high-ranking military surgeon who had served as a physician in both world wars. From a young age, she had a strong interest in cars and racing. She left school at the age of 16 to work as an apprentice engineer and later joined the Royal Air Force in 1935. Her dream was to become a fighter pilot, but she suffered from acute air sickness and the RAF deemed her permanently unfit for flying. Having to choose a different course, she began studying engineering at University College London and entered a series of car races. In 1940, she enlisted in the Army. The following year, Cowell married Diana Margaret Zelma Carpenter, a fellow engineer and race car driver who she had met in college. Together, they had two daughters, Anne and Diana. Cowell and Diana would later divorce in 1952. In 1942, despite having been dismissed from her flying duties early, Cowell was allowed to return to the RAF. There, she would fly combat and reconnaissance missions. After the D-Day landings in Normandy in 1944, Cowell's plane was shot down by German forces, and she was taken as a prisoner of war. Conditions at the prison camp were horrifying, and she would lose 49 pounds due to the shortage of food. When German forces surrendered in May 1945, Cowell was finally liberated and returned to England. Since she was little, Cowell had always felt conflicted about her gender. But after she returned home, she was confronted with a growing sense of restlessness and unhappiness. In her autobiography, Roberta Cowell's Story, she writes that, It became quite obvious that the feminine side of my nature, which all my life I had known of and severely repressed, was very much more fundamental and deep-rooted than I had supposed. In 1950, Cowell met with a medical student named Michael Dillon, who had published a book titled Self a study in ethics and endocrinology. The two discussed advancements in sex reassignment surgery, and Dylan revealed that he had actually changed his own gender identity from female to male through testosterone doses and gender-affirming surgery. Despite extreme taboos and British laws known as the Mayhem Laws that forbade the intentional disfiguring of men who would otherwise qualify to serve in the military, Dylan agreed to help Cowell with her transition. The procedure was conducted in extreme secrecy because if Dylan was caught, he would have been prevented from completing his studies to become a physician. Cowell said she had started to live a sort of double life, taking hormone treatments to enhance her femininity while still living as a man. Her transition was long and difficult, 
and people would often point and stare and openly comment on whether she was a man or a woman. During this hard time, Roberta met Lisa, who would become her life companion. Lisa supported Roberta through her transition, and the two of them lived together on and off until Lisa's death in the late 1980s. After three years of therapy and surgery, Roberta seemed to finally find emotional contentment. In her autobiography, she writes, Since May 18, 1951, I have been Roberta Cowell female. I have become a woman physically, psychologically, glandularly, and legally. She returned to her life of racing and competed in several events. In 1954, she was featured on the cover of Britain's popular Picture Post magazine, and she said she received hundreds of marriage proposals. In addition to these marriage proposals, Michael Dillon, the medical student who had operated on Roberta, would also propose, but Roberta declined his offer. Her autobiography was successful, and in 1972, she was writing a second one, but it would never be published. Roberta Cowell died in 2011, at the age of 93. Her death wasn't actually covered in the media until 2013, when the British newspaper The Independent published an article covering her life story. According to the article, so complete was her withdrawal from public life that even her own children did not know she had died. Cowell had severed her ties with her daughters and had not seen them since they were little. Only a few people attended her funeral, and at Cowell's request, it was kept very simple, with no media coverage or even flowers. Today, we remember Roberta Cowell as an extraordinary woman who led an extraordinary life and helped pioneer gender reassignment at a time where it was punished by both law and society. This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That? If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media, including YouTube, at How Did We Not Know That? If you thought our podcast was low quality, we know. We thought so, too. Help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening, and see you guys next week.